It's Backdoor Cut! <laughs> You're tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh Timoteo here with Matt Beatty and Jake Eisenberg. Fellas. How are you, fellas? Mate, we're good. We've got the celebration beers in hand. Celtics <laughs> undefeated in the playoffs. Things are all right. Yeah, undefeated. You played one game, right. so we'll we'll revisit this. That's right, right. <laughs> but it was it was a great game this morning. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's the first day of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We've got four games to break down. Um, quick congrats to Portland for winning the NBA's play-in tournament, mm-hmm. which was a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Love the anticipation down to today. I mean, it felt like the playoffs was already happening yeah. before today because of that. Dude, Portland. Have they played a single game that hasn't like gone in either to overtime or almost to overtime? Every single one. <laughs> yeah, well, tomorrow could be another one. I, I mean, they got they got LeBron. Man, playoff LeBron, we get to see tomorrow. Man, playoff basketball is just different. Like, yeah, every every little thing just has so much more weight to it now. It's awesome. Yeah, like even today's games, and maybe we should crack Let's in. Let's crack like, in. Let, let, we'll start with the final game that happened today, Mavericks versus Clippers, which um, Clippers ended up taking 118 to 110. <laughs> there were so many, many storylines in this game. <laughs> it feels like an eternity since we've seen a basketball game with so many, so much magnitude to it. I mean, you had the Luca KP debut, you had the small ball or medium ball, if you call it in Clippers' sense. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. With Kawhi and Paul George and all them. Great game by Marcus Morris. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think to the game? Brady, go ahead. I I thought it kind of – it's kind of what we've seen from both of these teams during the regular season to an extent. I think the Mavs are the best offensive team in basketball and they had no trouble scoring against the Clippers who are – even though they're, they're well regarded as a defensive team, you know, they had no dramas there. And that was with Porzingis being out for half of the game basically. Um, yeah, it's a good point you bring up there. It's like much like their regular season. It's yeah, like the entire regular season for both teams crammed in one. Yeah, game. and the Clippers, the Clippers sort of have this little malaise where they've gone through periods throughout the regular season where they probably just haven't tried as hard. And I think you know they they could cruise through this series and and win and still not really be at at top level mm-hmm. yet. It felt like they were cruising for portions today. Like they got out to that early lead which they should have just built on for the rest of the game, but they let Mavs straight back in it, taking a lead at one point. Like, it was 20-point swing within minutes. Dude, the the Clippers, I mean, this is the first time I think they've had their full team back, right? This is the first time we've seen Trez, who looked, you know, yep. pretty solid, I thought. Um, but, man, you said it, like, in and out of every game, it just looks like they're barely trying. I think part of it is just... Kawhi kind of plays that way. Like it just doesn't look like yeah. he's doing <laughs> doing he too much. He always looks like he's barely trying. Yeah, but he's so good. Um, it, there were a few. I saw him going for a few loose balls. It did definitely had that intensity to him to it from Kawhi. But yeah, you had the Clippers go up twenty, and we're about to write the book on uh, Luka Doncic is a is a playoff flop. Let's get him out of here, and then we end the game, and he's the first player since like. Uh, who do know? I saw ever. Yeah. He's the first player ever to get four points right. in his That's right. Debut. Highest ever rookie debut stuff. So, and yeah, and we've got how many storylines, like that, you said. That first five minutes was so rough. Like, hmm. he was, the Clippers were all over him. It was yeah. men against boys out there. 
Yeah, but he, I mean, he got, a, he got a big block himself. He uh, he ended the game on eleven turnovers, mm. which is yeah. crazy town. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think there was definitely an element of Luca and KP knowing the responsibility they had in this game, but being a little bit nervous to undertake it. Like, when would do you see Luca with eleven turnovers? It doesn't usually happen. He's pretty careful with the ball. He's pretty turnover. I mean, eleven is excessive. Eleven is is yeah. very high, but it's it's more. I think it's the battle in this series is, yeah, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's it's Luca and KP versus a Clippers team that just have so many weapons. And, I mean, Kawhi could go down and you'd still probably fa- fancy them because, they, well, I mean, they stole games off, off the Warriors last season in the first round without Kawhi and without Paul George. So they, they've got so much depth, whereas everything on Dallas goes through Doncic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's just got the well, ball in his hand for basically the whole game, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and then... What was weird, though, is that the Clippers didn't... Like, if Kawhi or Paul George are on the court, and so is Doncic, how was one of the two of them not guarding him at all times? Like, there was... I, I know Pat Bev's a dog and and stuff like that, but stop playing around. Maybe, I, maybe today was a bit of a wake-up. Like, they were legitimately in trouble of losing that game one, which maybe they should have. Maybe it was better for them to actually lose that game because... They really, they really need to turn it on. I mean, there's, there's, they're clearly waiting to flip the switch, as you say. But you know, it, they've never won. A, this is the first game that these team has won together in the playoffs, which is just crazy. And then, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Josh. Well, I was, I was just going to say, like, the, we talk about the game, but such a big storyline in this game, such a big moment in this game was KP getting ejected. Mm because he got a really soft technical early on and then an even softer second technical for literally throwing his fist in the air when Luca got in a tussle with someone off the ball. It, it was, it's one of those ones where it's going to split the whole community because, yes, technically swinging a fist in the air is a technical, but surely the refs can have some sort of discretion whereby if KP's off the ball, they know it's going to eject him and torch the game just leave it no it's shit i haven't i haven't seen it be divisive whatsoever like every single opinion i pretty much saw was that was ridiculous we had lebron weighing in we had patty mahomes weighing in um it's just dumb i mean even the first one he shouldn't have gotten so you should be more careful but like what are refs doing just it's playoff basketball what are we what are we doing here yeah i i even saw one twitter commentator saying like He's got to learn the veteran throw both arms, flail them in the air like you're, you know, like in the All Star game right. this year when everyone ran up at the ref and threw their arms up in the air. Yeah. That's legal, apparently. A fist is not. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. Yeah, it's just dumb. <laughs> and they were they were they're up by four or five at that point, and KP was giving the Clippers trouble. They didn't have an answer for him. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, that's. I think that, that's. He's the key for the Mavs this series. He really absolutely. is. Like I, I, Doncic's line today was insane, absolutely insane for what a twenty-year-old. Like, I, I, I don't think he can do it for the whole series, but mm-hmm. he might. Ha- he might have to. But then that's where Paul Zingas is so important because I, I just feel like he really should be able to score wherever against yeah. this Clippers team, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like they had Clippers ran out one lineup once with Pat Bev, Lou Williams, Kawhi, Paul George, and Mark, Marcus Morris. There's not a player out there taller than six eight, six nine, whatever it is. KP's above seven foot. He can literally shoot over them. He just yeah. has to raise his hand. 
So he's got to be real careful getting into foul trouble, let alone these stupid technicals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look, it's a shitty way because now now the the series, you know, these these wins are so massive. That's why playoff basketball, these decisions have so much weight. Like if it happens in the regular season, you get to play again in two days and it's whatever. But now you go down 0-1. I mean, it's not over, obviously. My thing is, I don't actually, I think it's kind of the the converse because there is no home and away. Like it's mm. obviously, yes, technically there is home court and, and whatever, but it's like, it's not though, because you're not playing in front of crowds. You're not yeah. doing the travel. I like, I, I think in that aspect that obviously we'll have to few, see a few more games play out, but I, I, I don't know if it's going to be as big of a dynamic as it has mm. been in previous seasons. Well, I wonder, I was reading a few things. So there's obviously, yeah, there's not a crowd, so you don't get to play in your own gym. But then you know that saying, you know, role players play better at home and mm. they feed off that home energy and that often comes from like the lower seeds for upsets. So, you know, we really need Seth Curry to go off. Is that going to happen? I mean, he had four threes today, but like um, some of these lesser players, you know, I can Doncic and Chris Tapps are probably going to be there every night. I, I don't doubt it, but then... Is Kleber going to be able to knock down three or four threes when they really, really need him to? I, yeah, but I would argue, I'd say that the Clippers guys, their role guys, it's kind of the same boat for them too, right? They're not really it's home true. either. No, no, it's kind of the same for every team. I, I agree, but I find maybe like the highest seeded teams have the more veteran players. Like, does Lou Will really care if he's at home or away? He's going to try, he's going to get buckets regardless. Um, same with LeBron, same with Kawhi. I mean, you know, playoff P is yet to prove prove it you know at, on any level but um yeah i don't know he was good today both both, today. The, both the big guns for the clippers were good today yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um yeah i think yeah it's obviously too early to tell we've had four games played um whether or not the home and away stuff's gonna matter yet i guess you're right but but i i yeah. mean i'm it's i'm encouraged i think it at least it's gonna be a competitive series right mm-hmm. i hope yeah I hope. definitely yeah. definitely if today was a sign of anything it showed that both the Clippers and the Mavericks can attack each other's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be whoever can attack it harder, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, look, like the Mavs had the best offense in history. Like that's... Mm. that's... Or offensive rating. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's not nothing. That's that's yeah. legit. And dude, I mean, Luca, I mean, he's, he's, he's insane. Run, running out of superlatives for the he's guy. He's insane. He's just unbelievable. Like, you know, what's the the rule? You know, you're not supposed to jump if you're planning to pass. Ben Simmons does it as well, and so does LeBron. But, like, they're able to kind of jump, get the defender moving one way, and their vision is just so good that it's like they're Jason Bourne and they can just see all four other players and pick the perfect pass. It's so impressive. Oh, amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the next game. How about you introduce this one, Jakey? Philly six, uh, Philly versus Celtics. I don't think I've ever been this nervous for a series before. I was so <laughs> nervous this morning. Um, Why? And it's not because, like, like all week I've been asked for because they're expected, they're expected to win yeah. for once. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. We were the, we're the we've been the scrappy underdogs for the last five years, um, and. This losing to the Sixers team without Simmons is just going to be, if we lose the series, it will be so upsetting. Like if you were to tell me that at the beginning of the season that is that will happen, then you would be all right with it because at the beginning of the season you assumed 
the Sixers were kind of Eastern Conference uh, favorites, but the tables have turned. You know, Jason Tatum had turned into a you know top ten player in the month of February and March, and Jalen Brown's ridiculous. And they've just been, they had a top three offense, top four defense. If you look at it on paper, especially without Ben Simmons, we should just win the series. But it's the weird rivalry. They've got no one to deal with Joel Embiid. It's like, what if the, what if this is the series where Joel Embiid decides to be Shaq? You know, we've never seen it before, but what if this is the time that it happens? Like, oh, it's just over and over in my head, and then I'm, like, at war with all these Philadelphia Twitter people. I just, oh, man, I wasn't going to be able to handle it. I have to find a new podcast, a new topic, just switch to football or something. Like, um, And the game started, and it became very apparent that the Celtics were – so much better, but the Sixers were like, they started like a nine from 11 from the field. Joel Embiid hit a shot cock running down, step back three, getting all the loose balls. The Celtics missed so many open pull-up jumpers from both three and the mid-range. Like, they were up 12 at one point, and that should have been it, and then they let them come back again. But then Gordon Hayward did his ankle, which is a really big deal. Um kind of makes it even, I guess, for this series because you lose Simmons and you lose Hayward, but now that means, you know, you're going to put in either Shemi Ojale or Grant Williams. It doesn't make it even. That would be like losing Brown or losing Tatum and only having yeah, one yeah. of the other. Good point, good point. Not even, yeah. but like, you know, then now you're missing one of your key, more key guys. Oh, definitely, yeah, you're right. Definitely not anywhere near as... Well, that's part of the problem with Philly is that they don't have guys. And I was watching it today. Yeah. It's like, who does anything? Who's going to do anything? Uh, it's it's like, yeah. Tobias Harris is just, he's not. It's an awfully constructed he, team. Man. Who, who with the ball in their hands can actually dribble and create in a pick and roll or one-on-one? Is, there's not a single person on the roster. And their offense yeah. just sucks. I, I'm, Brown needed to really, I mean, you don't want to change massive things leading into the playoffs but with Simmons gone you kind of have to right Mm -hmm. and when you have a a franchise guy in Embiid their offense just really needed to to completely like the fact that he attempted four threes today Mm. drives my head in he he should not take another three three again for this series (laughs) he should be banned from standing outside of the three-point line like he Mm -hmm. needs to get down on the low post I mean his hands have always been an issue down there he's going to turn the ball over but like that's that's a double team every time. And as long as they can make a play out of that, well, then they're going to have some sort of chance. But they, they didn't do that today. But what's crazy is is you – it goes back to the dribble the dribblers thing. They have no skilled players. Like, they couldn't even get the ball to him. They couldn't even pass him the ball. Yeah. But, and I, mean, I think a big credit there is obviously Boston's I mean, yeah. defense is, is very good, yeah. Yeah, the defense is good. And the way that Tatum, Brown, and Marcus Smart – can fly around. I mean, dude, Tatum's defense is, he's so long and he reads, reads the game really, really well. Um, play of the game was, I forget who was driving. It may have been Shake Milton. Um, it was like getting late, close. Tatum blocks it off the backboard, fast break. Jalen Brown gets a pass off the transition, hits a three. And that's, that's who they, they've become is like this swarming defense. And then in transition, they can all knock down threes and, and attack the rim. Um, but Philly just can't – they can't pass and beat the ball. They have no one to actually defend the wing players now. Like, Matisse did well, but, like, one-on-one, he kind of doesn't actually stay in front of guys that well. Um, 
And Embiid was cooked after like the second quarter. Yeah, that's the other problem. Embiid just doesn't have the fitness. Dude. Honestly, he, he's, yeah. They're, they're putting all your chips on him and he's just not quite there. He probably needs another year. I mean, has he gotten less fit? Today really disappointed me in that regard. Like I have long been talking up Embiid as if he's this beast, you know, tomorrow he could become the best player in the world. He just needs to switch on mentally. But he was nothing today. Like for a guy that should be dominating as much as he should be, it, it was just so disheartening to watch. There didn't seem to be a fire in him. That It's just nothing. It's tough because, dude, you look on the, the surface, right? 26 and mm. 16, 8 of 15 for 53% from the field. Like, that's mm. good, man. Mm. You got it's to the good line. for it's a good. normal person, but for him, I expect more. And, like, well, he's going to need to play there. more than 37 minutes. And I don't think he, no I think he struggled playing 37 minutes. Full yeah. stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. He, he doesn't look like he. He might be playing 37 minutes, but he's really playing 30 of those 37 exactly, minutes. Exactly, dude. And the other seven, he's just lumbering up there. Yeah, it's terrible. And, yeah, the Celtics are kind of, while he's a bad matchup, they have the, the personnel to take advantage of a lot of the other holes and then just run, 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 run. And Yeah. That's, you know, it really reminds me of, um, oh, I can't even remember what year. It was a long time ago now. But it was Atlanta Hawks versus the Magic in the – in the east and um atlanta atlanta played this strategy whereby because dwight howard Mm. was a beast at the time they played this strategy where we know full well we're not going to be able to stop dwight we're not going to be able to really slow him down so we'll ignore him let Mm -hmm. him go crazy but we'll defend everyone else like our life depends on it and they destroyed the magic he didn't know what to do he didn't know who to pass exactly it's a bit like that. Yeah, and the and the Sixers don't have Rashad Lewis or Hedy Turgaloo to knock down threes. Yeah, yeah. That I I mean I think Embiid still can absolutely feast in this series, right? But uh, Jay kind of hit it a little bit where they really struggle to get him the ball in good spots. Once he does get the, the ball in down low, like that dude really should be going to the line every time. Mm-hmm. Mm. But he turned it over too much, and turnovers equals Boston fast break. And mm-hmm. you gave yeah. – Celtics got far too many points in transition. you really got to limit that. That's part of your defense, just not giving them the ball in transition in the first place. Mm-hmm. them to, to eke out points in the half court. I feel like this should have been a blowout today. Me too. The, the Celtics shot like almost 40% um, from the field overall. They just got none of the loose balls. Um, and the Sixers actually like knocked down some some. Sh- the Celtics close out on the shooters so well; they're always at the top of the league of opponent three point percentage. And then you combine that with a team that's not very good at shooting. Like all of these things that I saw today is what I knew in my heart, but my or my head. <laughs> but my you head, were scared about my head knew. Yeah, yeah. My heart was <laughs> shitting myself going into it. Um, and yeah, now you lose Hayward, which it looked kind of bad to be honest. Um, and I don't think they, that their defense suffers too much because as much as you know, Semi Ojeley and Grant Williams. Grant Williams came in today and actually had a few good minutes, but um, it's just the offense. You lose. I mean, Hayward was playing the best basketball of his life um, since getting this dude can't catch a break, man. It's crazy. Like yeah. every time, yeah. it's like, oh, he could be a playoff X factor. It's the first in the first time in the, this contract, twist his ankle in the first game. Um, tough, but yeah, no, I'm feeling good about the series now, even with that happening. 
Um, yeah, if, they, if, they, if there's anything as a Celtics fan you can take away from today, it's that while the player talent levels on the Sixers and Celtics might be arguable, Celtics are definitely a better team oh, than yeah. the Sixers. Is. That's, the Sixers are the Celtics from last year where they, they, just, yeah. they, they should be good. Like their defense should be good, all this stuff, and they're just not. They're not together. Yeah. I think they need a, a big shake-up. Yeah. I think I think Jalen and Jason were both, again, I mean, they, they were great. Yeah. They're awesome. <laughs> they get better every year, and like Simmons and Embiid like don't. Yeah, yeah, it's like been. If you looked at it as a graph, there would cross over at some point yeah. of Jalen and Jason going up mm-hmm. and Simmons and MB yeah. going down. Dude, Jalen was awesome. Jalen's fucking good. Yeah. Jalen's fucking good. All right. Um, there's hopefully plenty more Celtics uh, t- chat to come in the next I, few I months. Kinda, yeah. I, hope, I hope this is. We only get three more games <laughs> in this series. <laughs> Brown loses his job, and and we get some change in Philadelphia. Yeah, some relief finally. Yeah. Yeah. Backdoor cut can finally rest. <laughs> um, all right. The third game in reverse was the Raptors against the Nets. Yes. Um, which I guess in the end was what it, we expected and what it kind of was. They won by 24. Um, they were up by almost 30 one point. And then credit to the Nets, too. Like, there are no moral victories. Doesn't really matter. They made it close and then didn't make it close. But, hey, they got it to a single-digit game in the third quarter and they have, like, three NBA players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, then I don't know, like, what the Nets' play was with all of this. It just seems like, you know, let's tick this box, get swept and head on home. Hopefully we get a bit of experience through it. I mean, they, they've, they've done well. Like, they almost, they almost knocked Portland out on Friday which I think maybe says yeah. more about Portland than the Nets potentially. True. Um, the Raptors, they looked on a whole nother level though. Like we're kind of just waiting for this one to wrap up so we know who the Raptors have next round. Mm. Freddie Van Vliet's in form, Siakam's in form. They look hot. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah, I don't know. I just spent too much time on this one here. Yeah, it's a pretty cut and dry. <laughs> might as well move on. Um, uh what about the Nuggets and Jazz? This one was a big one today. Yeah, I mean, arguably... Huge game from Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, arguably game of the day, and apologies to the audience, but it started at 3 a.m. Australia time. So as the early riser of the podcast, I was able to catch the the fourth quarter and the overtime. <laughs> but I, I missed, for the most part, the Donovan Mitchell outburst, and I went back and watched some of the highlights. I mean... That's that's no joke, man. Fifty-seven. Yeah, fifty. Yeah, I mean, like we were gushing over Luca earlier, but fifty-seven is pretty bloody good. Too. And did you see um, Jamal Murray post game? Like, there's a video of him on his Instagram stories. Like, man, I just finished the game, and I got to see this motherfucker drop. And he's like, just having lunch over there. Donovan Mitchell's like, <laughs> smiling, but also like, yeah, I dropped fifty-seven, and I lost. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how, how do you think he feels? He drops 57 in a playoff game. No easy feat. You must obviously be feel accomplished, feel like a sense of achievement, but then you lose by 10 points. Yeah, the overtime went really poorly for, for, for Utah. Um, dude, when Jamal Murray gets it going, 
he's one of the best. He's he's Kyrie Light. I really like his game when he's going and the two man game that he has with Jokic. He's just like playing at his own pace, dribbling in and out. Jokic knows exactly where to be. Jokic, they they've got that perfect symbiosis, which is so important in playoff basketball when you get down to the tight moments because. Murray had some incredible step back threes, but then knew exactly when to pop it to pop it to Jokic, and they just cleaned him up when it came down to it. Yeah, and not just that, the bench contributed greatly. Like Jeremy Grant had a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monte Morris had a great game. He's so so safe with the ball. I mean, you need to give your guards a rest and just make sure nothing bad happens. Chuck Monte Morris in for 10, 15 minutes, and you're sweet. No drop off, pretty much for those ten fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that I think there's two yeah there's two big differences in this series. One, I think Denver just has far better depth. There is yeah. a massive drop off between the first unit yeah. and the second unit uh, for Utah. And then second, I just think Utah just don't have the talent. They don't have the same level of talent that Denver mm. do. Yeah, and especially yeah. with um, Mike Conley out with his wife's pregnancy, yeah. um, which is going to be a good case study because Gordon Hayward's going to have a baby pop out soon. So I heard there's a there's a hospital inside disney world where you can give birth i'm not sure if they went to that one um, <laughs> I, bubble I, birth. I didn't know yeah. it's a bubble birth the, yeah. i know Schroeder I was, as well. i was born in the bubble born, molded by it uh, <laughs> um but yeah yeah baby that's 100 percent right like i mean you're giving 20 minutes to uh george niang you know it's way like, too much george niang yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, I don't even know who, the, who is Juan Morgan. Yeah, I don't know who that guy from? is. I don't know. Yeah, you're the, the jazz expert. And I watch the jazz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is not good. Yeah, and they went white. I, I mean, mean, go ahead. No, I just ultimately, yeah, losing Conley, not having Bogdanovich, to be down two starters, you're always going to struggle. I think Jokic is just so supremely skilled. Like, you compare that to Gobert. Gobert's great at things that he can do, mm. but. <laughs> it, it's just it's you're gonna have to ask from this from Donovan every game, and I, I don't think that Donovan yeah. has demonstrated that yet in his career. And even if he does, it's still not enough going off today. Uh, yeah, what do you want from him? He's, he shot fifty seven percent from the floor, thirteen from thirteen from the line, and six from fifteen from three. I mean, that's pretty much perfect. Nine rebounds, seven yeah. assists. Yeah. Like, I mean, and that and that they still lost in overtime by ten, as you said, Josh. I mean, look after you go from. Gobert, Ingles, Mitchell as your big three. I know we've talked about how much we've liked Clarkson. I mean, but if he's your fourth most important player, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You're in trouble. He hasn't played defense. Playing 40 minutes in a, in a yeah. playoff game. That's yeah. a lot of Clarkson yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, you want them to be I, a 20. I, I think Conley and Bogdanovich would have made a world oh, of difference of in this series. Of course. I mean, Conley... It, it's a totally different Jazz team without them. Yeah. Like, what? who's meant to... As you say, like, Donovan can't do everything, and he's kind of tasked with doing so mm-hmm. now. Um, your boy, uh, Michael Porter Jr. as well, on the other hand, only, I mean, he played 31 minutes and... I am so high on this Jeez. guy. I cannot tell you how high I am on this I guy. I mean, he looks like the perfect draft pick at this point. I mean, you're worried about the back, but he's he's showing exactly why he's fine. Exactly why he was the yeah. number one recruit at one point. Um, he looks like KD when he pulls up from three, like coming up the court. I, I said this a couple of weeks ago and I got laughed yeah, at. Yeah, you did. And we're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, even he, he relatively quiet today, right? Compared mm. to some of the other yeah. efforts from some of the other guys. But like, but this I, this is another thing I really like from him. Like, he doesn't force it. If he knows it's a playoff game, I just got to play my role. He's been doing that. It's a bit like um, 
not that he's a similar player, but it's a bit like Jason Tatum in his rookie year, kind of yeah. playing well, when he needs. Yeah, to. and again, my point was my point. I wanted to get to was I feel like Utah just don't have anyone to really hang with that. No, and, no. and he didn't even he didn't even have a great game today by any means, and mm. they still lost. So it's mm. sort of just like, well, if he has if he goes off, they're in trouble, sort of thing. Well, it's it's just like he can penetrate. Jokic can do whatever he wants. Millsap knows where to be. Like we were talking about, Murray knows where to be. There's just anyone can just probe, mm. and there's someone else open. I think I um, think the way that Utah's, that luxury, the Utah's team defense, like they're going to probably have to give up a lot of threes, right? And then you're just living and dying on Denver not making threes. Mm. But they, they, shot, they shot well today at th- from three, so yeah, it's yeah. not the team you want to. I was going to say they're all they're they're a good shooting team. Like yeah. I mean, I mean, you can maybe you kind of hoping that was a weird. Jamal Murray hot game, but I mean, you can't, 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 so that's a. It weird, was a weird kind of initial yeah, hot game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, you, they they both they're both kind of similar in that regard. Yeah, it's going to be tough for Utah. Maybe Mike Conley coming back for the next game makes a difference, but is he back for the next game? I I don't know. I don't know what the situation oh. with going. I mean, I don't know. Was it a bubble birth or not? I don't know yet. I think I heard that he left the bubble. He left the bubble. Shit. I think well, I that's heard. bad. That means there's probably a, a quarantine period when he re-enters the bubble. If he, if he, I, I, I could be wrong. I could no, because well, the, the quarantine depends. The, the quarantine time depends on whether or not you're still getting the daily testing, and then they're also monitoring um, your movements. So why Lou Williams got a full week? It's because he went to a fucking strip club. But you know, if you yeah. he, he left the bubble, fellas. Yesterday, yeah, confirmed. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like Zion, right? Like he left the bubble, but he only had a three-day quarantine. And that's because he got um, not only the daily testing, but he was monitored and like, I don't know, apparently you can social distance wherever you're going, you know? I mean, Conley, Conley's a professional. I kind of mm. trust him to do the right thing and take all the precautions and make sure that his quarantine period is as short as it can possibly be. I agree. I agree. Um, let's see if there's anything in here about him coming back, but... Do you foresee much like I mean, like we were talking about the the Dallas game was pretty even. That can go another way next time. Mm. The Celtic game might even be able to go another way next time. Raptors seems pretty cut and dry. Oh, yeah. But this one, fellas, can you see Utah causing any trouble, or is this going to be wrapped up pretty quick? I think get at least one. I could, wouldn't be shocked if they got it to six, but um, it's going to take. Big performance. Well, they'd, yeah. no, they'd have to get two to get to six, wouldn't they? Yeah. I, 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 I'm pretty pessimistic. And I, I think that this was probably the best matchup for Utah of all the West. Like mm-hmm. there was a while there where we were staring at the proposition of another Houston-Utah series, which I don't think anyone wanted to yeah. watch. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe Oklahoma, I don't know. But I, I just do think that they're, they're so undermanned and they, they just lack depth, man. And that, that they're going to have to try and address that. Uh, in the off season, somehow I don't know how, but yeah, I reckon they'll get one, um, one game. They might, you know, they get Bogdanovich back next year. That makes them a big difference. Yeah, the, the the positive is right. I think Quinn Quinn Snyder is a great coach, and 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 yeah, they're all pretty well drilled kind of dudes. I, mm. I do think that they all play within the system pretty well, and and when you know, there's elements of their offense that is very difficult to stop. You know, that sort of Ingles go bear pick and roll is very difficult to stop. Um. So it's Ingles got his numbers in that sense. It was the the plus minus that hurt them. 
Yeah, it was. But ultimately, like, 19 for Ingles is a great game, but mm-hmm. that's your second mm-hmm. highest scorer. And in the play, you probably need more than that. Like, with all these other games we've done, like, it's been, you know, Jalen and Jason having nearly 30 each. And, yeah. and you look in the, the Dallas game and, you know, Luca had 40 and Pozingas had, like, whatever it was in, in half the time. Like, mm-hmm. it's... Utah just don't have a secondary scorer. I mean, that could be Conley, but like I don't know, he hasn't really demonstrated that basically all of this season either. So it's 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 just it's tough for Utah. It's, it's going to be another year, I think. Yeah, I think they get one. Maybe two's aggressive. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they get one. They get one. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess. All right. Yeah. Well, go go on. I'll say. Well, that's it for today's games. Um, and we swing over tomorrow. Day two, it feels like it's. I've been in the playoffs for months already with, the, with yeah. this bubble. Um, yeah, the bubble feels playoffy from the get go. Seriously, um, we've got three out of four games are quality. Um, I'm glad that they've decided to schedule Magic Bucks at three thirty a.m. because um, that works quite well for us. Don't need to watch that one because yeah, because no one wants to <laughs> yeah, watch that thank one. You. Um, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I mean, I know we said Milwaukee were what twelve point favorites, but they they haven't. They've been probably mm-hmm. one of the out of most out of form teams of the bubble. I would say true. Yeah. true. I I would do backflips if Markel Fultz scores fifty points. In <laughs> That's a lot of twos, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of twos. Um, so yeah, we got that game. Heat paces. We, I feel like now this is the official TJ Warren, Jimmy Butler showdown. The one in the bubble, oh, yeah. I think, was kind of, you know, just the way in, so to speak. This is hot, this matchup. Yeah, this is good. It's too bad they don't have Sabonis because then it would be real good. Mm. I mean, like, there's there's still plenty of talent on both teams. I feel like they're very similarly talented. They're both very strong teams, mm-hmm. like we were talking about Celtics earlier. Mm-hmm. Um it's it, like it's hard to pin down where one rises above the other. I mean, I, like, I, it's have Adebayo, Paces have. No, I don't, don't even ask where exactly where I was going to start. You don't. We don't do this again, Josh. <laughs> Miles Turner should be Bam Adebayo's level, but he's not, and that's the biggest advantage I think they've got on the court. Bam is a monster. Miles Turner is not, and that's. I want him. I know you do. And I think Jimmy's going to end up being right about this where I forget exactly what he's saying. I'm paraphrasing here, but don't put that motherfucker on me. He can't guard me. Something like that. Trying to put words in his mouth. But um, I think Jimmy Butler over TJ Warren being their top scorer. I mean, and I just love the heat. The heat are just, they're like the Celtics. They They know who they are. They know how they play. They play together. And Duncan Robinson is a tall, white Steph Curry. So I, I, I like I like that Dragic and uh Malcolm Brogdon mm-hmm. are gonna have to go at one another. Mm-hmm. I think that's an awesome matchup. I think that the Duncan Robinson and Oladipo matchup is cool. I think Heat uh sorry, Heat, Jimmy guarding TJ Warren, because I'm sure he's gonna put himself on TJ Warren at points, mm-hmm. particularly if Warren's shooting the lights out. I mean, bam, the, the, the benches are strong. This is just going to be tight. I, I could see this going seven games this year. Really? I see. I, For sure. I can see maybe six. I reckon the Heat are just a much higher quality team without Sabonis. They just don't have the, the horses. But it's kind of, yes, they've lacked 
Sabonis. Like, obviously, his talent is a big miss. He's the best player on the team. Yes, but haven't you found that they've played more collectively since he's been out? No. They've that's, spread it around That's the Pacers' more. MO. They've been playing collectively all, all year. And it's a testament to Nate McMillan and the crew, but I think without Sabonis, they're in trouble. Yeah. I yeah, I like the fact that Indiana are just again, they're another one of these teams that are just well well drilled. They're gritty. I mean, they're technically the home team here, right? They got mm-hmm. home court. They're the, the four seed. Um but I, I mean I I kind of think Miami are that too to an extent. There's just probably a little bit more talent on their team. So uh it, it will be a good series. I do think that 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 it has the potential to go a bit longer of, of, mm-hmm. of some of these other I think there could be six games here, yeah. right? Um because, I, I mean, Miami are one of these teams that they, through the regular season, they drop games that they probably shouldn't have dropped. Mm. And obviously, again, playoffs is different. But um, I just think that it's Indiana... A, it's a lot of rookies and sophomores for a It playoff. is a lot of rookies, yeah. And, I yeah. mean, we did see that even today, with even though the dude played in massive games in Europe, blah, blah, blah. But I do think that it's it's going to be a little bit different uh, uh, for for some of those guys, whether it's Hero or, or, mm. or Duncan Robinson or whoever it is, I, I don't know. I, I, I put my stock more in it, more than anything in, like you said, Jag, like Nate McMillan. I just think they're yeah. a, a well coached team, and they're going to make it very difficult for Miami. I think Miami's got more talent. I think Miami will win the series, but yeah. Mm. See, I can see it being like the most competitive five game series. Like every game, yeah, will that's be, a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. every game will be in a, in like a five point game kind of thing. Um, but excited to watch it, which is sweet. And then the next one tomorrow, we have the juiciest of the series potentially. Potentially, unfortunately, we've got an injury at Russell Westbrook coming home to Oklahoma City without Russell Westbrook actually being there. It's quite unfortunate. Is it's not he'll he'll come back at some point in this series, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, what if he misses the first two games? That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, like, that's a big loss. The the Rockets' whole microball game plan was born around Westbrook. He's not there for him to do it. Mm-hmm. So now they don't have that guy that can rip down the rebound and get to the other end of the court in two seconds other than Harden. Mm-hmm. Um, can Thunder punish that weakness? Well, I think it comes to now Sneevan Adams without Westbrook, I think, can play, like, certainly. Yeah. But with Westbrook in there and then all of a sudden you've got like Steven Adams trying to cover Westbrook, it's real, real we got problems. But now you can chuck him on Covington or Daniel House or whoever. And none of them are I mean, who's the best at attacking off the dribble? It's probably Jeff Green. Um maybe Austin Rivers, but you know, there's no one yeah. outside of Harden that can attack off the dribble, you know? Like and so you Steven Adams can kind of sit back there. I mean, maybe they just try and get Steve Mann switched on to Harden, but they've basically stopped using screens like since they lost Capella. But what do you reckon? Yeah, it'll be interesting if they, they try and revert back to a more pick-and-roll style offense without Westbrook. I don't think they will. I think they'll just keep rolling as they have been. I think it'll be a lot of Harden step-back threes. It'll be a lot of Harden kick-and-drive kind of stuff. So I, 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 I still fancy Houston, mm-hmm. even without Westbrook. I just think Do you I, feel I, though, like without Westbrook, the Thunder can chuck say, oh, I can't remember his name. Who's that guy that's lockdown wing defender but can't shoot threes to save his life? Uh, Roberson, Roberson, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't you just chuck chuck Roberson on Harden? That's your only job this series. Slow him down. 
And then who else is going to do anything? Harden will still get his though. Mm. And he'll still, he will, still but he's going to have to too. work. Yeah, I guess that's the hope, right? You've got to really make him play know, big minutes. Is Robeson going to make Harden work? Like, dude, Harden's just on another fucking planet right now. He's gonna, he's yeah, I, 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 I put my weight in Harden more than anything. I, I mean, I love Oklahoma. They're, they're so balanced. Yeah. I think the fact that they – I obviously, we all love uh, SGA. Mm-hmm. I think um, you said Robeson and ba- uh, Baisley, the rookie, they're both sort of gangly defenders. They can they can hang with guys on the wing. Obviously, Houston have a lot of guys that are sort of in that wing mold. So it's going to be a lot of switching that, that both teams can kind of do. Um, yeah, I, I think Stephen Adams, weirdly enough, will be interesting in just how he gets used in this series because obviously that's a huge size advantage for Oklahoma, but at the same time, is it something that Houston can kind of target? Um, Even if he's just a screen setter, who is going to be able to stop that screen on the Rockets? No one. And I mean, that just opens up space for Chris Paul to find his men. Yeah, Chris well, Paul yeah. will find his men. Chris Paul in the so pick it's, and roll with Adams. It's going to be... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it'll be a tighter series than we realize if there's no Westbrook. If he comes back next I think game, it's going to be tight. Fit, then... Yeah, I think it'll be tight regardless. The other thing that I've always been a bit iffy with Houston, and obviously things have changed a little bit this year, but if anything, they've changed more to that extreme, is the fact that they're so reliant on the three ball and it's just game by game, you, you, they're not, they, haven't, you, they haven't hit them consistently game, game to game. To do it four times out of seven, this is why we haven't seen them get into the finals. You know, obviously they were like yeah. Chris Paul groin injury away or quad injury away from from doing it in a game seven or whatever. But like aside from that, it's it's been a whole lot of probably disappointment, I guess, for for the Rockets. Mm. And Schroeder's out still, so that's mm. massive. Like that was their bread and butter all years that three man lineup. And I was talking up the Thunder before. Um, I just think that there are like. Steven Adams is a, yeah, it's going to go one way or the other. He's going to be a massively positive, or he's going to be off the court. It's going to—that's what I think. Um, but dude, I just Harden with the rest from the hiatus. He hasn't got the miles on him. He's going to—I think whatever the over/under is for points tomorrow, like he's going to hit it. No worries. Like he's dropping forty every single night. It's unbelievable. What's that? Three straight or four straight? Scoring titles for for Harden. Yeah, I think that, that this was his third straight. That's nuts. Yeah, and it was like with ease. Yeah, I mean obviously <laughs> he's shitting. I mean obviously like the whole offense is built around him, but still just absurd. Well, as we've been saying, this one's kind of gonna we'll, we'll see tomorrow. No one really knows if. Steven Adams is going to be able to play if he's not going to be able to play. How the micro ball is going to go in a playoff setting, mm-hmm. we'll see tomorrow. But there's another big game later in the day. Mm. Well, Los Angeles Lakers versus the Portland Trailblazers. The one seed, LeBron James, playoff LeBron, dark zero thirty zero dark thirty activate, whatever it is. He dropped the. The Looney Tunes, the Space Jam uniforms today snuck that one in there for us. Yeah, Tune Squad, yeah, yeah. nice. I can't I wait. see what's going on there. Um, I think they will win in four or five. Portland cannot guard to save their fucking lives. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone. It's true. It's true. Like, Nurk has been a beast. He's been great. But can he slow down AD? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Can no. Carmelo slow down LeBron? No, he cannot. Can 
But can the Lakers slow down That's, Dame and CJ? Yeah, I think it could be high scoring. I just like this time last week, I was all about the Blazers. Maybe they can upset the Lakers. Then I watched more of their games, and I'm like, the Nets almost beat you. The Grizzlies almost beat. Everybody's almost beating you every single night. Um, and the Lakers are probably going to be able to get away with the um, Dwight Howard or JaVale McGee at center. And then you've got mm. Nurkic on him. And then what? Is that Collins guarding AD? Maybe. It's not gonna, that's Maybe. not good. It's, yeah, no, that's not it's good. not good. I think Collins is out tomorrow. Oh, that's, no, that's real yeah, bad, that's, man. That's really not good. I, think, I mean, I think Gary Trent Jr. has been probably one of the biggest revelations of the bubble. He's yeah, been yeah. for the Blazers. Uh, he, he was hot before the COVID break. But um, I don't know if he... It's just going to be him, Dame, and CJ launching threes like their life depends on it. Yeah, I think it will be. I think it'll be a lot of that on offense. I think, and that, and a lot of pick and roll. They're going to definitely use Nurkic in the pick and roll. I, yeah. I mean, you kind of hit it like right. No one can stop LeBron on the Blazers, but no one can really stop the guards on 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 the Lakers. So it's sort of like, well, how do you? Which I, Davis I, might be able to. Yeah. To 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 what? Hang hang with Lillard and and just and. McCollum yeah. in a pick and roll. Yeah, yeah. potentially. I'm not going to rule it out. I don't think you would be targeting thing. I think you'd be going for switches on on JaVale or yeah. on Dwight. Whatever, when you got to go at him in those minutes. You know, I, I think that the, uh, Anthony Davis's unwillingness to play center outright is, is I mean, it's it's not going to matter in this series. I think I agree with you boys. It's, it's probably going to be Lakers in four, Lakers in five. Um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I think LeBron, I mean, I don't know, some people think he might be injured a little bit, but is it, I just think he's been cruzing. Yeah. Yeah. He's 35-year-old just cruising. Dude. Yeah. Why would you Why would you not be cruising? He would have the one seat locked up from the beginning. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. Mate, I hope Dame gets averages 50, though, for the four or five games. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, he might have to. He might well, he have, will to. have to if they want to actually win the series. And- they're, they're, like the Trailblazers are bloody hot outside of RIP, the Phoenix Suns, who unfortunately didn't make it. They're probably the hottest team from the bubble. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I really I, I love Nurkic. I, I think he's really proved just how important he is to his team. I think he's actually probably, I don't know how extreme to get, but he's probably top five center in the league. Yeah. Well, the way he's playing, it's not that, out yeah. of the question. Yeah, I, I think we said that last week even. But yeah, I, dude, I think he's two-way. Awesome. And uh, the other aspect of this series that I really am enjoying is obviously the whole Melo, LeBron. Mm. It, it, yeah. The fact that Melo's back in the league, the fact that he's a, a meaningful contributor on this team, he seems to have accepted that kind of lesser role. He's, he's, he's happy to stand out on the wing and, and hit the sort of dagger shot that that Dame sort of kicks out to him rather than sort of have the ball in his hands and be that guy instead. He's He's been important for them in a season where they've had a lot of injury. Um, and, yeah, they've, what they, these boys both got drafted in 2003 and 17 years later they're, they're going at it in the playoffs. It's awesome. Yeah. It's nuts. 17 years later, LeBron's second in MVP. <laughs> Crazy. Man, I hope, well, so- I hope we still get another serious... LeBron run here, like just. Oh, we will for sure. Well, I don't know. I don't think he maybe he is injured. I don't know. He's thirty five. Well, he he, I think it was like a week or two ago. He said, "I'm not in 
mental playoff. Yeah, but you mode, never yeah. know what the hell he actually means. You know, he's just always putting these weird things out there. He's saying, you know, oh, I got to adjust to the crowd. Fucking no. <laughs> you know, I reckon he'll be fine. I hope so. He's LeBron for a reason. That's right. So, does the winner of the one eight play three six, or does it play yeah. four five? Four, four five. five. Yeah. So they'll play Houston or Oklahoma City in the second round. Mm, yeah. Which is juicy. Yeah. I'm just you trying to gauge like how, like his how much longer can LeBron rest for yeah. before he has to. Yeah. <laughs> I legit think he No, yeah. I, I think he needs to go, man. He can't be resting for anything. Uh, if he if he's just like having games off, Trailblazers could nick I one. I think he could. Uh, yeah, well, he'll, he'll let That's it That's Needs them too, exactly, because he'll win four. Yeah, yeah, how many times have we seen it? Like um, when he went down 2-0 to Toronto that one time and they, they were like the, the lowest seed and they asked him, how worried are you? He's like, I'm not worried. And they went four straight. Or um, <laughs> the, the LeBronto years. LeBronto years, exactly. I forget which game one he lost where it was just a very obvious feel-out game. And he does that all the time. He's just going to see what you guys are thinking. I'm going to go cruise control might try and keep it close and then just win it if it's like right there. But if you, you know, if the other team's got a good game plan and they're really on fire, he's like, I know how this shit works. It's been, been doing it for a long time. Uh, I'm doing it for a long time. <laughs> Would not be surprised if the Blazers won tomorrow and everyone starts the LeBron chat and then he comes out and has a yeah, 29, 12, and 16 assists or something. Yeah. Like, in fact, now that you mention it, I think that's the most likely scenario. Yeah. Blazers in five, they win the first one yeah. and then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we've got another big game tomorrow, fellas. Another big day after that. <laughs> it's just playoffs, playoffs, playoffs get, for the next uh, what month and a half? Mate, two months. Till, like October, basically, just forever. It seems like. Thank heavens. Yeah, it doesn't stop. Yeah. yeah, and we don't. Not even, this year. When does the next season even start? Who knows? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Oh, and the draft lottery um, odds oh, are mate. on Thursday, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll be doing that. But yeah, mate, fellas. And then the draft. The draft, dude. Oh. Hop in the ice baths. Get in the cryo chamber tonight, fellas. We got. We need a pay rise, boys. Mate, we, we need a pay rise. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We'll talk to the heads at Backdoor Cut, see if we can work something out. <laughs> well, you've been tuned into Backdoor Cut. My name is Josh DiMatteo here with Matt Beatty and Jake Eisenberg. Until next week. Peace.